Um, okay, before we start, any self-respecting podcast has like a theme song. So uh, I was just going to do something. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go. things happening in the games industry and things happening outside of it in the programming world. Yes. Um, so, yeah, before we start, I think it's nice uh, if we introduce ourselves so people know who we are, where we come from, um, stuff like that. Um, my name is Geert, with me is... Finn. And... Guido. Yes, awesome. Um, yeah, let's just uh, do a short introduction round where we can... Explain a bit of our background, how we got into the game industry, what our experience is. Um, I guess I'll start with it. I'm yeah. talking anyway. Yeah, you are talking anyway. Go ahead. Yeah. I want to know you better. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, so my journey kind of starts uh, at the university. That's my first uh, contact with programming in general. Uh, I did a Bachelor of um, Game Technology. Game Technology. Game technology, yeah. Technology. Yes, yes. Um, which is pretty much uh, a computer science study, but with some extra game development stuff sprinkled in between. Um, that was my first introduction to programming as a whole. I didn't do any programming before that. Um, and I liked that very much. So I did a master as well in game and media technology. Um, and during my master, I sort of wanted a bit more practical experience. Um, so I took an extra year for my studies to actually do something in the industry. Um, and that's where I started like doing like an internship thing um, that was at Firebrush Studios. They were they had some kind of huge project. They uh, they were yeah. working on and that aided extra people. So I did my internship there. You met That's where I met Guido. Uh, and later on, I also introduced Finn to it because I was studying the same thing as Finn. Yeah. And then I pulled him uh, aboard. That's how I met these guys. And from there, our story sort of merges. So uh, yeah, I think I'll get the word to Finn. You can tell us a bit about how you got into it. Yeah, for me, it all started actually like way before university i already was designing uh, board games card games uh, together with my brother um, and also uh, used rpg maker to actually make her own games nice. it was super cool uh, what so age was it i don't know like bef like i think even in, in, in primary school already oh probably yeah I had an interest in it back then, but I was like, man, this shit is too difficult. But it was no yeah, code. Yeah. <laughs> was I should have tried game maker at that, at, that, at that age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, I hopped into Flash because I knew, like, yeah, Flash was money. Oh, no, no, no. no way. I was like, man, what the hell are we doing? This is like animation stuff. How would I. Uh, then I just gave up. Oh no, uh, RPG Maker was amazing, especially like the older ones. Nice. Lots of content they gave you, uh, no code. Uh, 
you can actually make a proper RPG adventure story game in there without too much effort. Uh, actually learn quite some things about like programming with like logics, events and updating things and it was super cool. Um, and then for a while it kind of slowed down and then uh, in university started learning how to program. Uh, also did the same bachelor as Geert with uh, game technology. I can say it in one time. Yeah, good job. <laughs> <laughs> and during that time I also had a big interest in Minecraft. So I started learning Java on my own. And I actually did quite a bit of uh, plugin development for some servers, for some friends and some random people. And we got enough money. I got paid for it. <laughs> you got paid a massive amount of money for any kind of game development. <laughs> <laughs> My first revenue in game development. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a big company. Yeah, that no, was actually uh, quite interesting because it also led me to uh, working for clients at a very young age. Right, yeah. Um, so that was kind of cool, even though the clients were literally kids, but yeah, it but still gave the idea yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How do you manage that and, and things like that? But uh, did that for a while, and then yeah, kind of just chilling at university, uh, mm-hmm. and then the master happened. Um, also, game media technology. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Um, then some guy there got me to do some freelance work at some company called Firebrush. <laughs> and yeah, that, that just changed my view about what I want to do so much that I actually uh, completely aborted my master because I thought it was just a big waste of time focusing on like so much theoretical stuff uh, seeing that actually in practice it's quite a bit different even though I'm very interested in learning that's one of my main things I always want to learn new things but just all the theory didn't really end up in much practice so I felt like it was kind of holding me up yeah that's funny that that's sort of the same perspective we had mm-hmm. like we really felt like university was too theoretical so, yeah yeah i mean i i actually finished the master because i was like i just gotta do this it's the last last chance i get to finish this because if i quit now i'll never pick it up again so i pushed through in the final part but yeah that's interesting like we both felt that practical experience and i think that's very important in game development, yeah. just to get the theory, yeah. to get the practical side of it as well. And you started with your thesis like earlier already. Yeah. And during that time that you were like done with your thesis, we were talking about company stuff. And that was the time that I was about to be starting. And I was like, am I going to give this up to do my thesis? And then I even tried to start my thesis. And I just felt so demotivated by just the, the mentality of working half a year, like your whole life for half a year on something for it just to be like thrown away. And it's like, here's yes. your sign on your diploma. Yes. Good luck. And then I was like, what do I actually get out of that signature? What do I get out of the diploma? Well, and 
I felt like I wouldn't be getting anything out of it compared to mm. going in for that half year of actually like starting a company. So for me, it was a very obvious choice and I was very happy I made the decision. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking about the practical side. Yes, uh, <laughs> correct. Practical side, man. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so no, I, I started completely different. Uh, well, I actually, I didn't start completely different. I also started, uh, I think about the age of uh, six or something with Game Maker, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, with Game uh, Maker, with uh, some, uh, you can move left and right yeah. and uh, evade the blocks uh, games. Um, and uh, well, actually, oh wait, uh, earlier, uh, five or four, I, I made all kind of board games and they were way too complex. Right. They're yeah. as complex <laughs> as I can think of them now. Did you but also, because I yeah. distinctly remember coming up with a lot of playground games. Hmm. Uh, that was my main nice. game design oh. brain in primary school. Nice. Did you also do that or did you? A little bit, but it was not much more than just uh, than, than circling around a pole trying to dance so there would be rain or something. Right, right. So uh, and, and, and like there being monsters and we having to defeat them. And so it's more story-like. It wouldn't be very mechanically game-like. Right. Yeah. But yes, we, we went into the, you know, with a group of friends, we all always went to defeat this or that monster or whatever, and we took sticks and we were swinging and nothing, <laughs> and I was always the one instigating this shit. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So it, 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 but were you the wizard? Uh, no, not yet. Okay. Uh, later. I, I, and, and, and actually my brother, yeah, so I have a, a yeah, this is just one of the themes I really, really love, is wizards. Uh, I will make a lot of wizard games in my life, uh, that's for sure. Uh, but uh, my brother also likes wizards, so it's not completely, I wasn't uh -huh. alone in there. Uh, no. Uh, so uh, yeah, I started up young. I so so I before I went to uh, HKU, which is a school, a YouTube School of Art, uh, for the game design, uh, game design course. Um, uh, I already made a few games and put them online. So I made a an an, an RTS-like game in which you are running around and recruiting people and yeah, things, yeah. Uh, and 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 made that in Game Maker. I actually made it like a DVD box disc for it, and, yeah, I, that, and, they, and these people and these people like, what the fuck are you come get? What what are you what do you think you are gonna learn here? Like like they were way too impressed first, and then I was like. Okay, yeah, you, you have a lot to learn. You're still a kid, but but yeah. but still, you know. Uh, but they were <laughs> impressed. Yes, with, was there. there was enough effort <laughs> to be sure. Uh, yeah, so uh, I went to, went there, and that was actually uh, four years of uh, just trying to run projects and making team projects work in one way or another, and just trying and all the drama that comes with it. Uh, and and in that, I I was just I am well. Probably because I, because I did Game Maker and I went through all that stuff already. I tried to do pathfinding. I tried to do a lot, uh, and 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 that just meant I was better at programming than everyone else. Yeah, yeah. Not yes. everyone else, by the way, but yeah, there were of course few, but yeah, not explicitly, but I was just good at it because right. yeah. of that experience. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah Without so, so the programming position was pretty smooth for you. It was natural. Yeah, I, I didn't yeah. want it actually. I wanted to be a game designer. You know, the guy telling other people what to make. Of course. I, I wouldn't. And well, now I don't actually. And I, I, I don't like it anymore. If I if I just get to tell other people and they get to make it, I get jealous. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but um, 
uh, yeah, so so I got to be the programmer. Well, yeah, from yeah, I got to be the programmer uh, all the time, and then I learned programming even better. Uh, and then after that, I uh, well, I I wanted to make my own uh, my own studio. So with a few, with a friend, I made a game that took way too long and made not enough money. And then I did more freelance things that which went actually a lot better, which was also with Fiber Stu Studios and, and well some others. And in a big freelancing uh, gig where I was a lead developer, I met you, um, yeah. and then became not the lead developer anymore <laughs> because of circumstances <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but uh, and, and, and we just, I don't know everything going down the drain but um, but uh, yeah so that, so that happened uh, and now I'm very happy uh, uh, to uh, to work at Wickle yeah. yeah as a game developer and uh, also doing a lot of company stuff but the company yeah I would never want to grow into uh, not programming anymore that, 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 <laughs> I cannot do that yeah I distinctly remember my first day at the internship at Firebrush um, Guido was introduced to me as like the lead developer and that was like a big impressive thing this guy's a senior developer. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this guy, and, um, yeah. Then we sat down and did some stuff. I was like, okay, I, I, can, I can keep up with him. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. yeah, it's very impressive the first time you come to a company and it's like, this is the lead developer. Yeah, and it's actually, it was quite a big team also, even at that time yeah, when yeah, you started. Sure. I was a bit young there. I was a bit young to be a lead developer there, I have to say. I, I have to admit, like, if I if I look at uh, Ranch at Ivo, who's there, he's a fucking lead developer, you know? He's yeah, like, yeah. well, actually, at the moment, I can also be that for now. Like, if, if, if there's juniors now, uh, they cannot keep up. But uh, but uh, at that you know yeah so so yeah indeed uh, it was all a pretty junior team and then there I was just the most senior of a junior team yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So more like that you're the senior uh, it was actually the good choice like there wouldn't have been a better person no. at that moment but uh, yeah holy shit mistakes were made but another time I guess yeah. oh god yeah uh, I I remember like. Uh, for you, programming was pretty easy to get into, uh, transitioning yes. from like primary school to secondary school to mm -hmm. university. Uh, I remember for me it was very hard. Like oh. first year at university, I had zero programming knowledge. You just got thrown into the deep end of the pool. Like go make pong, and I was like, what? I don't even know how this works. Yeah. I just got a couple of lessons about the basics. Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. Was that the same for you, Finn? Yeah. Yeah. Like. I came into university with zero actual programming knowledge yeah. and yeah, making Pong in like a single class in, in like XNA uh, mono yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm actually, I'm not sure if I'm able to even do it right now to make Pong in a single <laughs> class. Like that's just impressive, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was a mess. Yeah. Oh, and I got stuck on Tetris. I, I couldn't display the next one. I just couldn't. It just didn't work. I put it in, I copied it over, and it was different. <laughs> yeah. That's what they said too. Like the, the, the practical assistants, they all said, I don't know, like it should work. Like, yeah, but it doesn't, right? No, 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 it doesn't. Nice. Okay, so how are we gonna fix this? And they're like, yeah, not sure. Yeah. <sighs> wow. 
Yeah, pre previously, I also liked the, uh, quick prototyping, right? And then you're, you're in this phase like, I'm not a good programmer, but I'm a great rapid prototype yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I can yeah. do something real quick. It will be pure bullshit. Pure bullshit, but yeah. yeah. Uh, now it's not really not like that anymore. I, I couldn't indeed, I couldn't program that fast anymore. Right. But everything is much better. Now it just hurts to program. Yes. Really fast and dirty. <laughs> I, I physically cannot. <laughs> yeah, it's actually hard to rapid prototype. Yeah, because in your mind you're like already thinking, oh, maybe I gotta reuse this, or maybe this. You're just really making the line. real model, right? You're, yeah. you're you're typing like this is what this object should consist of. Yeah, yeah. Instead of you know, I think I want. I think I want this to work like this. Oh, then not like this. Oh, then this and this. Oh, wait, then this and this. Let me, no, let me add some like, patches on the patches and patches. Yeah, yeah. Why does it all bug? Like, I just want to make it fast. It's actually more linear, I, what I think of. Like, so there's now classes for, for little kids, right? If, if, there, if people try to teach little kids about programming, mm -hmm. right now there's all this kind of uh, make the robot go uh, go up and then left and then oh, right yeah, and that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Which, yeah, very sequential. And I think the rapid prototyping really uh, taps into that because uh, you think like, okay, I wanted to do this now and then I wanted to do that now and then I wanted to do that now. Instead of what I do now, what I do now is uh, uh, I want to make this. That's probably these things that are gonna work together soon, yeah, probably yeah, yeah. in a way. But I'm gonna just make them first and then couple them together. Yeah, and you're sort of categorizing them in like neat packages. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that doesn't work. So now that, but uh, yeah. So first, for them, it's for red red prototypers, or when you're just more uh, less experienced, that uh, you also uh, then you will just go like, okay, uh, this should work like that. Okay, next time, what doesn't, oh, then this should work like that. And everything becomes sequential, yeah. uh, which makes it, you know, you, well, faster because you're not wasting, wasting time making other. And it actually shit. works immediately. Yeah. Because you just make the one thing that yeah, works. Okay, exactly. just yeah. make the next thing. Okay, that works. Yeah. And when you are like, I just want to make this thing, it's like, I need these five things to simultaneously fit together and then it all works. Yeah. But the, the, yeah, the, the kind of like the lean way of, of getting like something minimal out there going, like rapid prototyping kind of gets lost very fast in that because yeah. you need like all these separate things. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, but it's, yeah, it's a pain though. <laughs> Want to quickly loop back to, because uh, I remember you said a thing about first you wanted to be a game designer. Yeah. Uh, that was my full intention as well, like going to university, like I knew like I sort of had to go to university because I could, so you feel like sort of that sort of, oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> Um, Only motivation to actually do good in high school was, okay, yeah, if I do good, I can actually go to university. Right. So yeah. I want to go to university, so I have to do good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. So once you've unlocked the university perk, you get out of the university. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I went to university with a full intention of like becoming a game designer and with like some background programming knowledge, sure, because I read that was handy for a game designer to have. But as I learned programming and as I did more with it, I really discovered my love for programming and it was like, okay, uh, this is actually awesome. Like my brain really fits neatly with this 
programming thing, mm -hmm. and it really, yeah, it's really satisfying to me to structure code and to program behavior. And now I'm like, okay, I'm not even want to be a game designer. I just want to, yeah. <laughs> I just want to program yeah. games. I like just yeah. creating games and creating the systems for it. And at some point, yeah, like even, even when I get to the point, like when most of, most of the systems are built, and I actually have to add content and like do the game design work. And the tweaking of things. Yeah, and tweaking values. Mm -hmm. I'm like, eh, I'll move on to the yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So Guido, do you have time? <laughs> yeah. yeah, in a way, I, uh, so I don't dislike the game design parts as much, which yeah. is nice, then we can work together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, so, uh, so I, I like the game design parts still. Uh, I am very, very happy that I can do programming. It's it, it, it's a bit different, actually. Uh, yeah, it is a bit different. It is the same portion of your mind that you're using. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but in a way, uh, well, in a way, sometimes, okay, yeah, there's of course, the game design, holy shit, there's a lot of love to do. There's, you know, the thinking of things part, and the balancing thing part. But uh, so the, the, the tweaking that you are talking about is just, a cleaning up thing you're f***ing cleaning yeah, up your house yeah, yeah. Uh, and, 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 and and this is fine i can get into that uh, and it's mostly because i'm just i'm also product focused sometimes i want a clean house yeah. sometimes i want this game to work yeah, yeah uh, it's really my my top priority uh, and then it's simpler work it's simpler work but i i just put my mindset into okay i'm gonna zoom into this and this is gonna be perfect yeah it's just so tedious, though. Yeah, but you're in. This is gonna be perfect mode. Yeah, yeah so, no. And, 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 and that is where. But this, by the way, when you are working with IK and and uh, and physics together combined, you get frustrated because perfect, perfect does not exist. But 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 uh, in all other moments, you can kind of get to the your local optimum where you think this is perfect yeah. for now. But, but, but and 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 this is what I, it's just a focus. Like this is what I'm gonna do. And I know that uh, there will be progress. Yeah. Every little tweak will be progress, and that makes it nice. Uh, yeah, it's just less complex, of course. You don't have to look five or six moves uh, uh, in advance. You don't have to. Yeah, I think literally for that reason is that the, that I went more into the back end yeah, like systems. Yeah, gradually moved out of game development entirely. <laughs> like yeah, nowadays you don't even touch Unity anymore. <laughs> no, sometimes do merge requests, and it's like I don't know what your guys like standards are for this right now, but I I would add it like this, or maybe something like this. How do you capitalize this nowadays? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you also go into university with the intention of? Game design, or no. was it always? No, no. I uh, um, in in high school uh, in the Netherlands, high school. After your third year, you have to pick certain courses and a direction you want to go to. And for me, it was I really needed some motivation to pick anything. Yeah. So I found there was like the second year or something they would be doing game technology, and I was like, okay, what do I need for this? Oh, I only need this one thing. So I just picked that one thing, right. which was the, the hardest math you can do in, in uh, high school. And for the rest, uh, geography, uh, economics, some business courses. Right. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to do uh, like some arts and crafts courses that also would have art history with it. Mm -hmm. 
but there were not enough people that wanted it, so oh, I actually had to pick a proper <laughs> course for it. That was a pain. But no, I, I totally did the research at that time already and was like, okay, this is just full computer science with like some like magic sprinkles on top that do some game things. So you had your mindset on that specific study pretty good? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right, that, that study was literally my motivation to finish high school and okay. actually do properly. Mm. Right. I picked five or six studies that I could have done. So I wanted to be a uh, film director first. That was my first ambition. Right. Film yeah. director. Uh, uh, <laughs> at the Film Academy, which is way too high. Very prestigious. Very fucking prestigious. <laughs> and I was just a kid. No way, no way. No, I look at if I look at myself, then now I would never have admitted myself to that. Uh, and I'm very happy because I don't know, it wouldn't have been good for the character, I guess. But um, uh, documentary making, uh, so, uh, uh, music composition. Oh yeah, and then the the uh, and, and uh, MBO st study uh, for if I could not get any study to work uh, <laughs> as, as a backup, and then the game design. So I also I only got admitted to the sound, uh, the, the, sorry, the music composition, and to this uh, to the game game development. Was this your first choice, though? Uh, this was my second choice. So I, I liked uh, games because it was actually I, I must say I'm now very, now I'm very happy uh, because it combines a lot of things. So I like music and music uh, conveys uh, uh, emotion very well, uh, and then there you know and, and, and then imagery and then video uh, conveys story as well, uh, and 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 games does that. Plus, comply, combines everything. Plus, and more with interaction <laughs> yeah. and immersion and. Yeah. So yes, I was. Uh, uh, I, I and and of course it is. Yeah, it has a, a lot of just traditional teamwork stuff that's yeah. in there. So I'm very happy with it. Yeah. Oh, for me, the second choice was history. Oh shit! Well, I, uh, I, I fell asleep during the open day, so that was that's for me a big sign that was <laughs> yeah. not the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no, <laughs> next to my mom in there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember the moment I wanted to become a game developer because it was like, uh, there's six years in high school here. So it was like my fifth year that I actually narrowed down on like the game development bachelor. Uh, and that was when I finished Half-Life 2. I looked at the credits and I was like, completely enticed by the game, this is awesome. And then I just looked at the credits and was like, yes, that's what I want. I want my name in the credits of an awesome game. And then yes. I was like, okay, that's what I want to do. So then I looked up which How to hack a are. game and... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then I looked up like, is there a study in the Netherlands that does anything with game development? And I was like, okay, game technology, let's go. That was, uh, that was my moment that I decided game development, that's what I wanted to do. And what, what, which year was that? Fifth. Fifth. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So you were even lucky that you picked the right courses to be able to enter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but my brain is not well suited for like geography or history or... <laughs> well, I can tell you anything about uh, El Nino and uh, how the, the, the hurricanes happen. Oh, and right, yeah. <laughs> do I ever use it? No, never. No. Um, yeah, maybe it's uh, time to move on to how we actually got together because like we told our separate stories, but mm -hmm. at some point they merged 
Uh, we already talked about Firebrush, my internship with Firebrush, which was sort of the catalyst to how the three of us yeah. merged together. That's a special moment. <laughs> it's a very special <laughs> moment. Uh, so at Firebrush, I uh, met Guido at first during my internship, and then after my internship, the project got big enough that I could do freelance work there, and they were looking for new people. Uh, so that's when I brought Finn along. Uh, he joined the project as well. It was supposed to be just for the summer. Yeah, it was just for the summer. Yeah, <laughs> totally just the summer. <laughs> Nothing else. <after> <laughs> uh, yeah, we just like noticed a really good chemistry between the three yes. of us. We could work really well together. Yes. Um, so yeah, when the whole project was over, we embarked on a journey. Embarked yeah. on a journey yeah, yeah. together. A timeless story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know that project well, was very nice, uh, but it also a bit corporate. So after that, uh, it was time to make our own game, yeah. and uh, an, an actual ambition, fun and, game. And, yeah, a fun yeah, game yeah. and an original one and one. Well, original it is. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, and, and an ambitious one, uh, one that uh, well was too ambitious, uh, but we uh, we did it anyway. Uh, so time benders, we we yeah we started on the time benders project uh, with, with also with Jordi some some and, and well some yeah, other some other we people we met. The Firebird project. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, so it's a game, a multiplayer game with time travel, real time multiplayer with time travel against each other. Uh, and and magic and terrain destruction yeah, and, and physics, physics and, <laughs> and everything and so, you know, so yeah crazy AI great yeah so uh, which is very nice you know the, the the idea was the ultimate wizard battler with time travel in it uh, which is uh, well very ambitious uh, and still not finished uh, to the, to this date uh, mostly because well uh, we found out that uh, uh, marketing this is very hard and you yes. need an active player base and uh, yeah. well, good luck without an active player base so uh, probably we will finish this someday sometime uh, we're still in this company where we should where we have this IP right but uh, the door of the freezer is uh, a little bit open hmm. we can see it sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. We still have a white bar with the planning on it. Yeah, so we went on this and after a while, you know, of course, the, like like how that goes, uh, you notice like, uh, no, uh, and uh, money is running out and time is running out, but uh, where's going to be the money, you know, where's even the, the, the idea of money. Uh, so but this was also the time that Geert was doing his thesis, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so well timed, Geert. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, because after that, uh, uh, and and also when yeah, when Geert, when you're yeah, you got time suddenly. Uh, we found like okay, we are working together. Great, we're doing technical. We're 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 pulling technical feats mm -hmm. like uh, insane, insane things. Yeah. We did that uh, together, and and uh, it all went so so, <coughs> so fluently. So and we were well first planning to you know do some freelance stuff or something and then we're like why are we not gonna make a a studio that does development yep. uh, for people well that took off and that took off pretty well eventually yeah of course you know and indeed yeah we, well, as 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 like goes, right? first year's the hardest and that was yeah true enough for, yes uh, for wickle yes. yeah but, uh, yeah 
Now we're at a point that actually things are rolling and we can live constantly from... We can pay a salary out of like a <laughs> company. Yes, yeah. Multiple people, so... Yeah, yeah, so Waco was now actually a company. Five. Five, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty much how we got here. And then at some point I was like, let's do a podcast with microphone. So now we're speaking into the coins. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Hello, boy. <laughs> Hello, boy. Um, Where's the public? <laughs> no, no. It's not public yet. <laughs> Anybody's listening, hello. <laughs> Is anybody out there? Anybody out there? If you're in the void, please mail us back. <laughs> Send shirt and his cat. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I think that's enough for introduction. Yeah. That brings us to where we are today, sitting at a table, speaking into a microphone, hoping somebody listens. <laughs> well, we know you are listening. Maybe it's maybe I'm talking to myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> you just multiple personalities. <laughs> you just talk to yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So um, I think it's time to move on to the next segment. Um, I thought it would be fun to uh, look at like the gaming industry as a whole and newsworthy things that happened in the past time. Yeah. Uh, so I asked each of you to uh, look up an uh, interesting article. Something we can talk about. Um, yeah, I found an article. It's very, uh, uh, how do you call it? Uh, it's uh, very uh, well spot on to what I'm, I'm doing in my free time as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's very nice. Yeah. No, so uh, yeah, I found this article that uh, uh, there uh, there's going to be a, a, an AI powered powered platform. Uh, yeah, a, a platform for making AI, AI-powered art, and that got a lot of funding. So, uh, uh, and that's well, that has been on my mind for a long time, right? So, uh, AI is, AI is, AI is hot is, anyway. Right it's now. hot, and it's, 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 yeah. it's sometimes scaring me. Like, okay, holy shit, what what will people have to do? You know that yeah, all yeah. Uh, uh, humans need not apply scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in th- this way, it's, it's, it's actually nice. So what their platform is, uh, their platform is uh, uh, allows you to train your own model on, on whatever images you made and, and try to, and it, and it can then generate things in the style that you made, uh, which is very interesting. Uh, it, it, it makes uh, feeding that model a different art form. Uh, yeah. Mm, so it's, right. It's, yeah, yeah, right. So it's 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 not like stable diffusion. Stable diffusion, just, yeah. Well, there's of course the debate, the big debate for for artists. Uh, are they uh, stable diffusion is pretty much stealing from other artists? Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah do you think, or is it? Uh, well, like, I don't agree with the stealing mm-hmm. part. Yeah. I think it's like. The way it's like trained is not clean. I totally agree with that. That they 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 should have totally approached that differently. But yeah, in a way, it's still unique works. Like I've seen some like references and things like that. Like oh yeah, like look at this is totally like this with like some small changes. And then I'm thinking like yeah, but a lot of 
like I'm not saying that all artists are, are, are like stealing work or whatever, but a lot of artists also like train by being inspired by yeah, other people and trying mm-hmm. to follow how someone else is drawing. If you think like, oh, this person makes like amazing art, I want to make something in their style, yeah. or like tracing it and then like altering things. So from that perspective, I feel like stealing is a big word, but on the other hand, they literally scraped. They literally art used, station and yeah, whatever yeah, without permission and whatever things without permission, without permission. Yeah. and it's very awkward especially when like your signature gets like <laughs> ai generated <laughs> onto uh, yeah, things that's it's like yeah. That, okay yeah that's kind of awkward yeah and a lot of artists are fearing that they might be put out of work by yeah. the ai i've already read several articles of like artists being accused of using AI generated content mm-hmm. while they actually just put in a lot of hard work to create something oh, amazing. Oh, so already yeah. there's like this yeah awkward gray zone like okay if doing? artists are getting accused of using AI generated art then they might as well use AI generated art or yeah yes. it's, it's really difficult to at some point discern between the AI generated art and like the real original art yeah. which yeah. will get harder of course but what yeah. you're saying like if this one is where you actually like feed things into it and it can create more in that like yeah. style and things like that then it actually it becomes more of like creating the perfect prompt but then by actually creating the best input art to generate the best more of it. similar it's like art. prefab stuff you, you literally make you make some templates and you try to make to get it to to yeah so in the vault. in the prefab you need to have the most crazy things together that you feed the ai the most possibility and opportunity to generate things because it, yes. if you think about prefab buildings they're often very bland and basic mm-hmm. and ugly yeah. because the prefab pieces are very simple yeah but if you actually have nice, interesting, cool prefab pieces, you can actually make something cool with it, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I think like the AI generated art is always, at least for now, dependent on like a lot of input and training data. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I imagine down the line, years from now, the AI generated art probably tends to blend together because the AI generated art might use AI AI generated art as its training data. Mm. So like eventually everything is sort of samey i think so maybe like the position for the actual artists out there is to create really original pieces that the ai generated art hasn't seen yet or couldn't possibly come up with but i'm really wondering if there's yeah if ai generated art gets really good if there's enough of a uh, margin margin for all the current existing artists out there yeah which is yeah, uh, well, I would I kind of feel bad for them. It's bad. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Yeah, especially if they get accused of using. Yeah, like that's art if they that's it. awful though. Yeah. That's awful. Like you, you put in a lot of work to create this amazing thing, and someone is like, oh, just put in a couple of random words and make up this, and it looks pretty similar. But in a way, it kind of feels like <coughs> developer that's getting blamed for using open source software. It's like. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's maybe it's like a position shift that needs to happen culturally, like for development, it's already very 
common to just reuse other people's codes and yeah. use yeah. generators. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. if you can ask yeah. ChatGTP for a snippet and it works well, nice. Yeah, it's more you about well. putting the pieces together rather than like coming up with the individual chunks themselves. So. Yeah, literally the other day we were talking about, oh, it might be nice to have a Discord bot that automatically posts <laughs> a message in a channel uh, if uh, a merge request gets created. Yeah. I was like, wait, I can just put it into chat GPT. And I was like, oh, yes, something like this? Not, I was yeah. like, oh, sure. yeah, it should work, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 <coughs> and it's yeah. like, does it actually take work away from other people? In this case, not. No, not, not really. Yeah, and of course, yeah, shifting a little bit to, to developing, to programming. Uh, I, I, well, I might get afraid to even future developments where uh, transformers even get better and better and you can really uh, let them generate much bigger stuff yeah. uh, in a way that might uh, make me more obsolete for simpler tasks, things we could now do and then get money for doing that. Yeah, literally, uh, you ask it, can you make an app like this and this and this and should do this and yes. have these servers with it? And can you also just deploy it onto the store and, and then it does hook it. monetization into it? And, and it's then it's there. not impossible that this will happen. True. Uh, but like, uh, that's a good company idea, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think for um, programming, like a lot of the skill of a developer is from like understanding the requirements a client has and like mm -hmm. steering the client into actually concrete ideas instead of just some boozy things the client says yes yeah um, yeah and for that sure. might also be where the skill the artist lies is like interpreting yes. what someone says and being able to transform that into something the client has in his head and that's might be something that's really hard for an AI to do instead of like an actual yes. artist. But I think programmers are very well first at Googling already, at exactly knowing what to put in to get the results that you want to get out. Yeah. And in a way that's kind of like uh, controlling the prompt, controlling the threat by being like, oh, I see you doing this then I need to reframe this in this way to get a different response that's more into the direction that I want. Yeah. Are artists also, because they think way more creatively and that they, I hope, think more like visually and kind of like mm -hmm. that direction. For them, it might be like a big step to actually be getting into how to get the prompt, how to tweak the prompt to get actually the result that they're looking for. Maybe I'm overgeneralizing here. Yeah, but I, yeah, I think like a lot of the job of an artist right now is like understanding clients and being able to transform their prompts and ideas into actual art. Yes. Yeah, they're the AI generator right now. Yeah, right now they're the AI generator. And they, I think they might be able, because in their head, they're already transforming it into concrete ideas. And okay, so he has like certain feelings he wants to evoke, so I could like do for something aggressive, a sword or something, I don't know. Uh, like in, a, in their head, they're already translating, I think. So 
it might not be that big of a step to put that into an AI and generate art that way. Yeah, it would be interesting though if artists start training a AI model in their style so they can optimize their own work by just using well, a that, generator yeah. for their own style for work for clients, kind of yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. I think, but I know that they will probably not, well, like I asked I, uh, someone I know, uh, just told an artist I just know, uh, 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 told me uh, like, yeah, AI like generates stuff and it's good enough for, well, some people, I guess, mm -hmm. uh, but you know, the joints are bad and it doesn't understand this and you know, yeah. this shit is bad. You know, it's, people think it's good enough, but it's bad. And, yeah. and, and uh, that's frustrating for the artist. I completely agree because also as a game designer and a game developer, like, I don't know, it's just mediocre games. I don't get happy from them. I yeah. also don't get happy from <coughs> mediocre shit just in general also no, no, no mediocre code and yeah uh, so i can actually imagine them then yeah just refusing like you want mediocre shit yeah generate it yourself yeah i would if i would be the artist but there's i think that's where it becomes from more of like a broad thing to more of a niche thing where they might even be able to get like way more money out of the work they're doing because the quality is so much better yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, if, if if people are really looking for quality, but that's the thing. Not people are not always looking for quality. I would think actually, down the line, it might actually translate into like like if a company only uses AI mediocre generated content. I think down the line, if they switch to high quality content, their end customers will also be happier and more enticed with whatever product that company is selling so i think down the line it's probably profitable for companies to actually hire proper artists instead of using yeah. it's like rapid prototyping for art yeah just get something good enough to like get a feeling for it yeah and then change it with proper art right yeah that's an interesting approach yeah it's like a even more first line yeah yeah. So instead of programmer art, you actually see something that you looks a little bit better. Sort of like <laughs> I don't know, like the joints are bad. I don't know, well, I don't know what grows out of it. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know why his face is upside down, but it gets the feeling across. Horror game. All right, let's move on. Um, yeah, I'll. Uh, yeah, you go. Uh, sure. Um, so Ubisoft is in. Uh, Trouble is a big word, but uh, Ubisoft lowers its expectations and cancels three unannounced games. Um, and that's mainly due to, like, they see a decline in their revenue. Yeah. Uh, I personally think that's because they were went really hard on the games as a service model. Uh, like, a couple of years back, yes. they were praising that into high heavens, like, okay, games as a service, that's where the future lies, that's where more profits lie. Uh, and I think as a result of that, a lot of their games got gone sort of samey, like the, the Far Cry and the, the Assassin's Creed, like they used the same formula with like this big open world and all these waypoints you have to go to and all these parts you have to explore. Um, kind of the depth of the game gets lost in it too though. Yeah, that's what I think. And mm. I, 
maybe at this point, like people sort of got tired of it. Like, okay, all these games are pretty samey and uh, not really excited for the next release because everything is designed to be like a really long dragged out experience because they want people to play their games for a long time because they want it to run as a service. So people play games for a long time and then they can sell them nice. stuff along the way. And that worked for a little while, but I think at some point it dries up. People just get tired of it and they just want something original and something enticing. You mm. thought they would have learned their lesson after Assassin's Creed went all samey. Yeah. They took a break <laughs> or like, okay, we need to redesign Assassin's Creed from the ground up as a game as a service. But then in brackets, uh, forget that part. Because the I think it was Origins, right? That they released then after the break as the first one? I think one? so, yeah. And that was, as far as I'm aware, quite a big success. Yeah. But then, instead of with one game being all samey, they made all of their games samey. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of yeah, a weird approach. Down that format. They're like, okay, this works, uh, let's do that for everything. And now everything's sort of the same. And yeah. Profits are declining. And I think they really gotta change something up to, you know, make their audience excited again about Ubisoft games. So, yeah. so, it sounds a bit like a just big, being a big established company and then then t taking too much of a break trying to trying to solidify too much in in, in, yeah. in a place that should be creative because yeah solid being completely solid having completely the same formula well it kind of works right i don't know I, uh, there's so many netflix series that are completely from the same i don't know there yeah but yeah, yeah. so it kind of works but i am very glad to see that it doesn't always like, yeah, and and, yeah. and and and, and it, it, it just looks like yeah, just a very uh, normal thing that you see. Like okay, something becomes big, and now they want to solidify, and everything stagnates completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah true though. Yeah, they even announced that uh, Skull and Bones, like their pirate game, that was actually one of the few games I was actually excited yeah. for because it was something else, and like yeah. there aren't too many good pirate games, yeah. uh, but that got pushed back now because they have declining profits and yeah i hope they actually see that they gotta double down on like the new stuff to get people excited instead of doubling down on their existing formulas and trying to make that profitable again because i just don't think that's gonna work the way it did five years ago i guess they're in a rough seas <laughs> it, it ties a bit. It, it ties in a little bit uh, in, in in what was said previously. So you can do a lot of mediocre content and then hire, yeah. or or you can go for the good artist and try to make uh, the the good impression. You can go for yeah. a lot of mediocre. Like I think it's something that works. Feeds the Ubisoft yeah. formula into an AI. It just makes the next Assassin's Creed. Creed yeah, yeah. yeah. Just give the pirate tag. Yeah. You get the pirate game. There's a bit more to it. Because what, what was the last good pirate game, though? Um, Assassin's Creed Black Flag? Yeah. Maybe. Sea of Thieves was a good one. Sea of Thieves is pretty good. It was fun for a little while. Yeah. But then yeah. it got same again. And, uh, and then Microsoft also fired 10K, 10k people. 
Yeah. One of my favorites in the pirate genre, it might be fully nostalgic glasses here. Was the the yeah. parts of the Caribbean? It was amazing. But it's not nostalgia glasses. I picked it up like it's way later. Good. It's still good. <laughs> it's, it's clunky yeah. as hell. Yeah. But it's actually still quite good because of so many different systems and the ship to ship combat. It's That's fun. Awesome. It's still fun. I just want a game where you can like customize your ship and like place cannons here and there and then mm. like duke it out with other ships. Well, that's for the next awesome. section. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, in a way, so there is a trend, right? So Microsoft also also fires people in game departments. So uh, I guess, but I also you also see that. Uh, so yeah, you see big companies cleaning up their things. Their yeah, revenue is getting yeah, revenue is getting down. At yeah. Yeah. After COVID, they got big boost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that might be. Because yeah. And and uh, oh, yeah, the not. acquisition from uh, from Activision that's still maybe going through, maybe not. Yeah, I think actually the the firing of the 10k people at Microsoft was just because they hired too many people. Because you saw like a graph, they hired like 50,000 people oh. in a year, and then they laid 10,000. Oh. So it was like they went a bit too yeah, hard to hard. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> on the okay. hiring of new people. Can imagine. Can yeah. imagine. <laughs> Okay, but also, I, I read though that a lot of seniors also got booted. Really? Yeah. Oh. So I'm not sure if it was new hire seniors or whatever, but actually, like pretty pretty senior game people were uh, were booted, mostly programmers, I think. Yeah, right. So yeah, I think in like three to five years, with all the firing rounds that are happening. Uh, we're gonna see some great, amazing new startups and games because those people have been working together with each other for like years, and then around the same time you get booted. Yeah. You have a lot of other people that are actually like highly skilled. It happens a lot. A yeah. little bit lower number of like hirings in the big companies. Yeah, and they might be able to get something out quicker than something like EA or and get so. investments yeah. because they have the experience. Yeah, could be really cool though. Could be interesting. Let's see where we are. Another indie uh, boom. Yeah, <laughs> maybe the second indie boom. Yeah, <laughs> will be quite cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah, cool. I hope they actually get original content out. We'll see. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see. Well, uh, I'm not sure what his real name is, but uh, the guy calls himself Kubold. Uh, you know, with the sword fighting game, first did things for the Witcher animation. Oh, Witcher, oh and then, yeah, yeah. And then came out with an actually accurate sword fighting game. So Alice Quartz? Nice. Alice Quartz, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, that's pretty cool. Though. Okay, now it's not with a team, but I guess there is one or two people, but, but still, but yeah. That's still, that's still a team. Yeah, yeah okay, <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> More than one, <laughs> or is it from three? One, I don't know how two. to count. I said one or two people, yeah. so I'm not sure if it's one or two. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's actually like some interesting news from uh, European Parliament. They're they're talking about games, mm. which could be good, could be bad. Let's hope it's good. It's actually both, mm. because they were of course talking about uh, taking actually against loot boxes, uh, talking about game addiction. Uh, gold farming and the implications and how it's used in like human uh, rights issues. 
Yes. Money laundering. Yeah. yeah. Children uh, working to make money. Um, so they're they're looking into those kind of things, uh, but also about harmonizing rules across the European Union because right now it's it's a mess. It, yeah, because like here in the Netherlands and in Belgium as well, like loot boxes are already sort of banned. Yeah. But Have you played Lost Ark? No, I haven't. No, me neither because it wasn't available in the Netherlands. <laughs> it wasn't here. <laughs> yes, <laughs> everybody was playing it. I was right. like, yeah, <laughs> want to play my mode. <laughs> I think it's good to, to actually have like concrete rules across the board for the whole European Union and then like hopefully spreading it out across yeah. the world because like there's a lot of harmful practices around loot boxes and, and just dark games. patterns yeah. with uh, Epic Games also being fined. Uh, I don't know how much it was, but uh, for the dark patterns in Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. Fortnite is like pretty lean in a lot of ways compared to something like um, Diablo Immortal. Yeah. yeah, but the big difference there is I think the focus, because Fortnite is of course focused on children. Yeah, yeah true. And Diablo Immortals really has a more adult audience. That we got to protect the adults as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> adults are not always good at keeping it off. Yeah, no. At least they're spending their own money. Yeah, yes. So, and they should have been spending on their kids. (laughs) It's not better. Yeah, no, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) But but no, I I agree. Kids are even more vulnerable. So uh, very nice to to try to protect this. Also with mobile games, no shit. Yeah. Free to play. Complete slot machines. They are. Yeah. Just yeah. Like. Vampire Survivors is like the first fun mobile game I've played since I got a phone. <laughs> like in the very oh, yeah. beginning, you had like Doodle Jump and a Cut the Rope yeah. and I like I like Flow. So the the one where you had to like connect the same color dots. Right. Yeah. Clash uh, Royale was pretty nice. But. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was nice. Hmm? I like it. It was a nice game, but it has, it has uh, in-app purchases for sure. <laughs> yeah. The tune, though, when you start it up, it's like everybody knows you're playing it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I felt like I, I tried a lot of games, but like you just feel preyed upon. Like yes. You feel yeah. them That's trying nice. to open your wallet and trying to get money out of yeah, it. It's which like, is a yeah. Yeah, very good habit to feel this I literally still don't have on my phone uh, any of my payment methods linked to my account. So every time I download an app, even if it's free, oh, it's like, hey, you wanna <laughs> you wanna link uh, any of these twenty payment methods to your account? I'm like, uh, skip this uh, for now. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm scared because within no time you're stuck to a subscription that is like impossible to cancel. Yeah. And and they're they're expensive. Yeah. Like on Android, if you get like a, like a meditation app and get a subscription, something feels like twenty bucks a month. Mm. Yeah. And you're like, what? Yeah. I tried the app, but it literally crashed five times. I was like, never mind. Yeah. I'm not even gonna think about paying. Yeah. But European Parliament also, uh, as part of what they were talking about, and they actually voted on things. It was a strong majority in favor of actually getting things done. Yeah, that's good. Uh, 
making it as easy for consumers to cancel a subscription as it is to sign up. Right, yeah. Like I don't have Amazon Prime, but I'm gonna call them out because I've heard that it's, you, you literally like you sign up with one click and to like remove the subscription, you go to like yeah. 20 clicks, uh, dark patterns everywhere. Wow. You go to pages That's that nice. look as, as if they were from 1994. Uh, right, yeah. Yeah, and you're like, I, I'm somewhere wrong, I'm somewhere wrong. And it's like, no, that's where you need to be. Wow. Yeah, that sounds really bad. Yeah. So, so that's why uh, like people literally end up with multiple Prime subscriptions because it's just easier to have them than yeah. to get rid of them. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they're also sparked by a lot of the, the crypto gaming projects. Mm -hmm. Because like there were a lot of scams during the crypto boom last year. It didn't say anything about it, but yeah, I can imagine like it sparked some interest in like harmful practices in the game industry and you know how that robs people of their hard-earned money. Yeah, no, I can imagine though. Yeah, it's literally games about money instead of games about well in-game stuff that you have yeah. to make money about, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it shifts. It really has the focus on money. So the whole play to earn paradigm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like not to sound like old man yelling at cloud, but like it used to be, games were like fun first, and yeah. then you could pay money for them and extra money if you found it really fun, and then yeah. Then yeah. horse armor came. Then horse armor came. <laughs> everything devolved into being about extracting as much money from people as you can. And don't worry about the game if it's actually fun. Just make it addictive and just make people pay for it. And yeah, I really hope at some point we can get back to, you know, yeah. it being fun in the first place. Well, in the, in the core, probably for a lot of people, this is still the case, right? I, uh, yeah, I true. By the true. That I like. But there are way too many companies like actually preying on that this addictive nature and just yeah, trying to scam people out of their money. Basically. During university I read a paper about someone that did research into all the patterns that Farmville at the time had right, yeah. to uh, get more people to play. Because yeah. that's all they cared about. They didn't even care about like extorting all the money from people. Yeah, they just wanted everybody to play it yeah. because then when everybody plays it they're gonna earn money on it yeah it was insane like literally like reading it you you, you get scared and you're like wait this is literally something that makes me share with people this is something like you literally saw at that time all the Facebook games that were like, oh, your your friends inviting you to come over yeah, to their farm, or yeah, uh, true. Yeah. if you come now, you 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 get some extra milk or whatever it was. Like uh, I didn't even play it. <laughs> Man, the amount of times my mom said like Candy Crush. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I know that this still is a bit the case you know if I, if I look at my father's phone and he did this this world wordle game or whatever mm -hmm. and then uh or yatse mahyong things yeah, yeah. and he gets your invites and then he does them actually like so you know so for us this is over like yeah, i don't yeah. have this anymore a lot of people, a lot of people yeah. don't, uh, still have this and so this is so no the, yeah for, for me as well like it was like oh yeah that was then when i was yeah, when yeah, i was 18 still, still this is still the thing you know the push out of the game. 
Send more push notifications. Get on top of them. Yeah. Uh, it's still a thing. Yeah, no, that's crazy. I like not being involved with development for now. Cue uh, our next game. Yes, <laughs> game. yes, I was thinking that, but but still, yeah, I like not being in mobile games for uh, for a moment. Oh shit! But it was not all doom and gloom. Nice. They also uh, recognized actually the value of the game sector, um, seeing that it is one of our primary markets, make a lot of money. That's good. Also making people happy, right? It's nice. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, it gives me fun times all the time. Yeah, help with education, mental health, uh, mm-hmm. all aspects of life. Uh, they're even starting a European video game strategy to boost industry and, quote, help unlock its full potential. Unquote. A nice way to do that would be giving lots of money to us. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> that would actually be very nice. Yeah. Well, it would probably mean a lot of homework and writing bullshit documents instead of doing our jobs but still indeed if it's <laughs> enough money then it's worth yeah. maybe we can do some creative uh, maybe like a papers please but then for uh, <laughs> money, subsidy yeah, please subsidies <laughs> 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 and then you need to feed your family otherwise they die <laughs> oh no and then I'll be coming up with a new European online video game award because we need more awards, apparently. Sure. <laughs> I mean, recognition is not... Recognition. I mean, there are many awards for yeah. movies and music, so... You know, I do approve of this. Videos. I do approve of this. It's just nice to have awards then, uh, and, and uh, local and, 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 more, and less local, and then you can... Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I really like it. Uh, before the, you know, in the time in this time, there was actually no get, no Dutch game awards. There were no awards. We could not have won an award. Yeah, true. Yeah. So uh, I we did win an award on the one of did, the events. But, but we, <laughs> we could have. We did. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not the award. <laughs> we didn't get a nice owl in the office now. Let's just try to go for an owl. Something. Would be nice. Yeah. Alright, uh, speaking of games and new ideas, let's move on to our final segment. Um, for this segment, I really like to um, come up with a prompt, and I asked each of you to come up with a game. Bring the AI to his prompt. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, so we all came up with, uh, I mean, at least I hope so, we all came up with an idea around a certain theme. Because in January, I thought it was nice to have Happy New Year theme. Uh, so I'm really uh, wondering what you guys come up with. Peter, what did you uh, come up with? Okay, I come up with this. Uh, it's a game <laughs> in which there's a new year all the time. It's multiplayer. And uh, you have to kind of boast about what you're going to be your new year promise. Nice. Uh, and, and you're going to have to, like, it's, it's like poker, you know, it, yeah, you, you have to kind of see like you don't want to promise too much because it will cost you too much energy, but you want to have the best promise you have every year, you, then you get the point. Uh, but it will cost you energy and some negative perks. Uh, every time because you well you have to execute that and you have to be a better person actually and that costs you energy uh, so you have to all the time like yeah try to be the have just the best uh, the best uh, uh, new year promise for the year uh, but not do too much 
Yeah, so it's, it's not a, a good resolution, but it's a good enough resolution. Good enough. <laughs> it's the best of everyone here involved. Uh, but, but not too much. Not too much. <laughs> but not too ambitious. One can actually accomplish. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That could be like a fun card game. Like cards against humanity, but then like sort of like yes. yeah, New Year's resolutions against humanity. Or nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, still against humanity. <laughs> nice. Wait, so you want to try to kill people in that? So yes. Against <laughs> humanity? Yeah, that's your resolution. Picking up dead bodies at the abortion clinic. <laughs> Nuke is kind of expensive. Okay, how can I do it cheaper? <laughs> nice. I like it. <laughs> cool. That's very really cool, yeah. Uh, so my idea basically revolves around fireworks. Uh-oh. Peaked that's <laughs> your idea. <laughs> might be pretty similar. But I was inspired by uh, the card game, um, what's it called? Hanobi? Uh, that's actually about fireworks. Uh, so I thought it would be fun to have your goal be make the most amazing fireworks show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it brought me back to the good old days of Flash games where you had to, I think, like launch a penguin or something more. Yeah. And then get as like, far as possible. Get as far as possible. And like every time you completed something, you would get some credits and you could like buy a rocket booster and stuff and you get get even farther. So I was thinking, okay, so first you put on a really mediocre fire show and then from the income you get of that, you can buy new ingredients for your fireworks and then maybe at some point you can combine them into like a really awesome red galaxy-like firework and then gets more cool and more awesome along the way because you earn more money the cooler your firework gets and that's that's basically the game even that could work as a card game i think nice yeah that's <laughs> well it, it's a so it progresses right you get you get better and better and better usually yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah new stuff gets and cool stuff it gets, gets <coughs> fucking insane at some point yeah nice, yeah. nice. So, uh, now that idea, but with multiplayer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you totally picked my idea before you came up with it. I'm sure. That's why you wanted to go before me. I see, I see. No, uh, yeah, so uh, I had the idea of a uh, first game, pretty similar also with like unlocking new things. But for me, it was uh, not that you make your own fireworks show, but you just have your own rocket that you launch into the air. In the beginning, it's very simple. It's just goes into the air, explodes, it's like single color. But then you unlock new parts you can put onto your fireworks. So uh, different ignition, so it goes longer, different fireworks stars, different patterns, different colors, uh, and uh, combining certain things together or timing it differently to like get certain scores. uh, And based on those scores, you get more things, unlock more things. But it's multiplayer. So in the background, you see other people that are also playing it at the same time, Mm -hmm. launch their fireworks. So you're part of the show together. Maybe you could even have like a coordinated like run with each other. Like, okay, now you fire yours and then you fire ours and then you get like a real cool show. Yeah, for example, maybe even like a Google Maps 3D view in in this area. Different, or yeah, you're like, like with a stream and then with the whole stream you make a show together or things like that. That would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. But also I was thinking like browser flash kind of style. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like not too involved. Just keep it simple. Yeah. Just get it going. Like the Google face. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe like pixelated art, like like very 
very minimal, but just by having so much around, like dark sky in the background, right. <laughs> and then shoot your fireworks in. Yeah, I actually found, found my, uh, viewed my game more as a card game, indeed. Not, not even as a computer That's game a almost. Yeah, you you yeah. would probably just like this more as a card game. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, just a party game played together. Yeah. <laughs> sort of reminded me of uh, the powder game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I was also thinking, yeah, and, and, yeah powder <laughs> game. But also, at, as, 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 you know, so, uh, so you can uh, you could also make it completely different uh, take on your or on your idea, but like that you could also fail. That you could you're, you're like you're mixing shit and you're trying to ah, okay, and now let's it's let's see, and then and then it goes or just it doesn't do anything, you know, and and, and and then and then you're really happy, like holy shit, it's a bum, 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 bum. oh, then some change effects and stuff, and you know, like and that you're really proud of that. It's more procedural kind of. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. would be cool if it's actually like hard. If you have to think like yeah, okay. a fireworks the engineer, yeah, but then engineer, yeah, but then you have to uh, put dangerous stuff together in the right uh, order, right? And then and stuff, and then it gets more powder game as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, like almost yeah. like Kerbal Space Program. You have to properly make a rocket, otherwise it just explodes on the landing pad. Kerbal Space Program yeah, for fireworks. Right. Nice. <laughs> nice. Two ideas combined. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Nice. All right. Uh, thank you guys for uh, talking with me. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you people. Thank you nice. for listening. Thank you for listening. For anybody's out there. Thank you very much for uh, listening to us ramble on about games and uh, the games industry. Send us an email so we know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> leave There's a no comment. Le- leave Next some. Time we'll send yeah. an email. <laughs> <laughs> leave a comment or something somewhere. Somewhere. Uh, or, or not. <laughs> anyway, whoever you are, we hope to see you back next time for the next episode. See ya. Bye bye.